Welcome everybody to the Indie Pod Podcast. I got the I got the intro right this time, I think. Uh I'm Super Joe Pardo, and I have the pleasure of having a great Hall of Famer guest on this week. Before I get there, I want to tell you about a couple of things. Indie PodCon is coming up 24th to the 26th of September 2020. I know it's it's so close. It's it's they might as well be next weekend. Uh, if you want to save 10%, go to indiepodcon.com slash register. Uh, and indie uh, icon six, indie podcon, uh, is coming back to Swedesboro, New Jersey. If you haven't heard, and uh, the other thing is, is next weekend we're doing a Philly podcaster meetup, November 17th, noon to three. It's like right in center city really cool looking place go to indiepodcon.com slash meetup uh we have i think it's like 25 or 26 people registered so far so feeling pretty pretty good about that hope we can get some more people if you know somebody that would like to be uh you know be there matthew passy will be speaking so looking forward to to that as well anyway this week i have the pleasure of getting to do two episodes this week too uh this is the second time that we've gotten to do two episodes in one week uh and my guest today is the hall of famer dave jackson give it up for dave Woo! <laughs> thank you joe oh you are welcome so if you don't know dave well dave explain yourself holy cow been podcasting since 2005 Woo! uh uh started the school of podcasting in 2005 the last time i checked 2.2 4 million downloads on that one. Um, I work for Libsyn the last three years. Got that job because of my podcast. Um, and yeah, in 2018, they inducted me into the Podcasters Hall of Fame. So a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's already been three years that you've been with Libsyn. That's yeah, that was, that, was, uh, that was a fun day. I, uh, I got fired. Well, I was, I know, I'm sorry. I was, what's the proper verbiage? I was, uh, I was uh, downsized. Oh. Yeah. And uh, so I called, uh, I knew, I, I was like, I would really like to get a job in podcasting because I'd been teaching in the corporate world and about every, but every seven years, it's like radio. They pull you in the office, let you know you're one of the best trainers, but they're going to let you go because, and I always go, why are we not firing the sales guys that can't sell training? But uh, on the way out of the uh, parking lot, I was like, well, if I want to work anywhere, it would be Libsyn. So I called Rob and said, this could be a really awkward conversation. He's like, what's going on? I go, I got bad news and good news. He's like, all right, what's the bad news? And I go, the bad news is I just lost my job. And he goes, okay, I'll play. What's the good news? And I go, I'm available to work for you, buddy. And, uh, <laughs> and he said, well, I would say, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm not. And he goes, what are you doing the rest of the day? And I go, probably laundry. I, you know, literally just lost my job. And he's like, let me see if I get the president to call you back. And shortly thereafter, I was hired on February 29th. I was actually hired on a leap year. So that was fun. Ah, uh, that's cool. So you'd be working for one year and one more year. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Anyway, is next year is 2020 a leap year? It should be right, isn't it? Every four years. Yeah, it's every four years. Yeah, yeah. so I guess, it, uh, yeah, I guess that would be a, my one year anniversary. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome! You finally go in and ask for that big raise you've been uh, it, itching but, to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It'll be a Saturday. Yeah, it'll be a Saturday, February 29th. Nice. Um, hi, Anita. How you doing? Well, thank you for for jumping in here with us. Uh, let's see. So, so when I, I what I wanted to talk about uh, today with you dave because i mean you've done you've done four talks at at mapcon now indie podcon 
And I, I, you know, one of my, actually one of my favorite talks was, was your first one uh, where everything was on fire, uh, including librarians. <laughs> and, you know, I think, so let's, let's talk about the, the why, uh, you know, why and who is your podcast for? And um, cause I, I know like we've talked about this per, you know, one-on-one as well, but I think it's really, you know, important for people to sometimes take a step back, even if you're not just getting started to take a step back and like take stock on it. And I know I've done it uh, a couple of times recently, just switched my show back to dreamers podcast, um, which I have yet to release an episode for, because I've been so busy working on this conference and this <laughs> podcast and, and the meetup coming next week. So, um, so Dave, talk about the why like what what is the why and what should the why mean to you as a as a podcaster yeah the why i get worried about is like somebody say hey i i i want to start a podcast and i'll go okay great why and if i hear something like i don't know i thought it might be cool like that's not a good why uh because if you can't explain your why you're never going to make it through the how and so the the why is important. And sometimes the why is I just want to get the word out. I can't get my message out on TV. I can't get it out on radio, can't get it out on newspapers. I This needs to be heard and I want to get it heard. I'm like, okay, cool. That's, that's a good why. Or I want to be seen as an expert or I want to, nobody else loves, I don't know, chocolate covered fish sticks. I'm going to see if anybody else does. And I'm going to start the chocolate covered fish stick podcast. All right, that's good. But the, the whole, like, I don't know, I think it'd be fun. I just want to, and, and even if it's like, I just want to hang out with my bros Okay, that's but if like you can't like that's you're you're stating your why because I have uh there's somebody asked once and he said well my brothers and I because I have two brothers and we used to love to just sit around and talk about Formula One racing and he goes but we've all grown up we all have kids and he goes I miss hanging around with my brothers talking about Formula One racing he goes if I have a podcast now we have a reason to look at our wives and go hey I can't right now. We podcast on Friday nights. Uh, we get together. We talk about Formula One racing. So it was kind of like a. I thought that was one of the most uh, interesting why. So, but but that's the first one. And then the the other thing is, um, you know, you have to figure out who your podcast is for, because if you know your why and you know your who, so let's say okay, my audience is you know a group of people, great, and they want to talk about. French toast recipes, and they want to talk about, you know, uh, cats and, and their kids, but they also are interested in maybe selling their house. Okay, great. Well, if your if your goal is to to do a local real estate show, that's perfect. But you don't want to talk about French toast recipes. You don't want to talk about cats, but you want to talk buying and selling your house. And what I've seen people do is they'll see, like right now, I expect if we wait another. Yep, there it is. There's a new True Crime podcast just created right now, and probably another five by the time we're done talking today. Everybody's making a true crime thing because that's the that's the thing. So I could start a true crime prod podcast and maybe do a little research on the internet, but then later, I if somebody goes, "Well, how's your podcast going?" and I'm like, "Oh, well, you know, we're getting a lot of leads on this true crime stuff, and we might actually solve a murder," and you're like, "Great." But like, is that good? And they go, well, it's not really driving a lot of business to my real estate business. And you're like, well, you're, you're not talking about things that if I'm doing a real estate show, if I want to be known in my little local area as a real estate person, I'm going to do a show about how to get ready to, to either buy and sell your house, how to get appraisals, how to, you know, what's the best, uh, what's better vinyl siding or something, you know, all those things that, especially I remember when I bought my first house, I was like clueless. And so it'd be a good way. But 
because I want to be known in my little area. Maybe do a local calendar. Hey, down at the theater, you know, they're doing uh, the play Guys and Dolls. And over at the Cineplex, uh, you know, Joker's still there if you haven't seen it yet. Throw in a bunch of hyper-local stuff. And I realize when you do that, that people from Europe don't want to listen because they don't care about Guys and Dolls down at the theater. But you're going to end up with a smaller audience, but it's more hyper-focused. And you're going to be answering those questions that that the people that want to buy and sell their house you know, want to hear. And so, and that way, when somebody goes, Oh, what's going on? They're like, Oh man, I just found out my wife's pregnant and we're going to have to move because we don't have enough bedrooms. Oh man, you need to listen to the, you know, Lisa and Jim show. They do this, this cool local, you know, how to buy and sell your house podcast kind of thing. So if you know your, your why I want to increase my real estate business and who, then you can figure out, okay, what content can I talk about that's going to position me as the expert that I'm the person you should hire to help buy and sell your house, but yet it's still going to entertain and, and keep people engaged for my who. So when you know your, your who and your why, it's just a matter of connecting the two uh, with your content. Yeah. I, well, a, a true crime thing, it doesn't necessarily, even if it is a local thing, like, do you want right. to talk about all the crime that happened in your area yeah. <laughs> that you're trying to sell the house? <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> like, Let's go over the police blotter. There were 10 murders last week. Ex yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we got this house on sale for $110,000. It's a yeah. deal. You, you're going to yeah. want it. Yeah, it was 190 last week, but it's down <laughs> to 110. <laughs> <Meanwhile>, <laughs> That serial killer is still on the loose. Yeah. It's been freshly cleaned. Okay. <laughs> freshly cleaned. Uh, all the blood totally mopped up. No, no problems there. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions, drop it in the chat. If you're watching on the one of the Facebook live uh, streams or Periscope, uh, drop it in the drop in the chat. We should be able to see it. We'll, we'll get to it. I see there's one or two questions here already. Uh, let's see, Anita, how many minutes is the ideal podcast with your guest speaker? Not boring to listen to Dave. You want to start with that one? Yeah. First of all, you got to know why I'm bringing somebody on. Like if I'll give an example, I did, um, Kathy Heller is, uh, she could have talked about raising three kids and running her own business. She could have talked about marketing. She could have talked about like five different topics. And I, when I brought her on, I said, Kathy, I'm bringing you on because she's a musician and she's making money as a musician not an easy feat these days and what she did is she found she saw that the only people that are really making money in, in music right now were people that are licensing music to netflix shows and commercials and things like that and so what she did is she listened to the music that was being licensed and made music like that and i i go ooh, that's exactly what i tell my audience figure out who your audience is and then give them what they want i said so that's what we're going to talk about so first of all why am i bringing this person on and if i don't know the person and people go that's a little rude i'm like nope it's it's i am the goalie and my audience is behind me and if you try to put crap on in my audience. I'm going to swat it away. And I have a guy right now that wants to be on another podcast I do. And I said, look, you sound like you have a nice resume. Uh, they sent me like, you know, 16 attachments. I'm like, I'm not reading any of those. Just tell me how that guy's going to bring value to my audience. And I said, but as I don't know you, I am willing to interview you, but I reserve the right to not publish our interview. Because if this guy's just going to pitch, 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 and he's talking about stuff that my audience doesn't care about, it's not going that way. So that's that. And then what I do is when I interview somebody, I first ask the question. So let's say uh, I asked Joe, hey, Joe, like, what's your favorite color? And Joe goes, actually, it's 315. And I go, 
Well, okay. So Joe gave me an answer, but he didn't answer my question. And especially if you're interviewing people who get interviewed a lot, man, you just pull their string and they're off. Well, back in the day and then they got this thing. So I listen to each question and I listen to the answer and I go, does that bring value to my audience? That stays great. Now the next one. Okay. Uh, that one does not. I asked them a question. Hey, have you ever had a time when you really felt like you were just a complete failure? And then they go, uh, no. Okay. Well, that's no value. Get that out of here. So, <laughs> so I, I have found, you know, it, it's really not how long should it be. It's how long can you hold their attention? I don't know. What do you think, Joe? Yeah. I, so there's no such thing as too long, just too boring. That's right. With one caveat, ah. you, your listening audience has a, uh, has like a clock in their mind. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it, 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 in my case, uh, you know, when I shortened up my show from like 30 minutes or whatever it takes to make, you know, to get the show done down to 21 minutes, uh, I got feedback from quite a few people saying, well, my commute is like 32 minutes or something like that. And right. I don't want to start another episode. Like you have plenty of episodes, like, you know, hundreds of episodes, but like, I don't want to start another episode and like have to stop in the middle of it, which is coincidentally one of the reasons why I don't listen to podcasts in my car on my way to the shop in the morning. Cause it's only a 15 minute drive. So like I'll, you know, I'm listening to sports talk radio. And when I'm listening to that, yeah, I, I mean, I care about, you know, my, my four sports teams here in Philly, but I'm listening to like how they do their transitions, how they, you know, how they work with somebody that's on, on a, you know, on a cell phone calling in and has got like bum advice or bum, you know, bum, a bum opinion about something. Um, and how they they navigate all of that like that's what i'm listening to to listen to how i can get improve myself with my own hosting and my own you know entertainment value um so but that's but because again because it's so short i don't want to be in the mid conversation like okay now i'm at now i'm at the shop so now it's off and then i gotta like rewind it a bit to get back into it and I, i've been thinking about challenging myself to like try to do that like okay i'm gonna listen to from year to year and then I'm just going to rewind a little bit and start it back up and see if I can get into it. But I don't know I'm a very completionist kind of person. So, so for me, it's, it's, it's very, it's very difficult to, to break out of that shell. Yeah. Um, it doesn't do any good to do the 20 minute busy mom show because no busy mom has 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like five minutes tops. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And it's got to be really entertaining and probably like recorded very loud because if they're listening over kids, yeah, exactly. you, you know, you don't want to be talking like this is a <laughs> mom show and we talk about busy moms and how we can entertain. Like that's cool, but like yeah, nobody's gonna no parent is gonna be able to actually listen to that while their kids are around. Yeah. Though with that said, it might be maybe it's the um the sanctuary mom or the the, the you it. know you know what I mean like this is so this is your ten minutes of quiet uh, time Katie Kermitzos like, you know Katie Kermitzos has a whole network about meditations for moms so yeah she does yeah. she absolutely does yeah uh, Dre I I I yeah I agree this guy knows what he's talking about <laughs> glad Jonathan thanks I I appreciate it. I do know a lot I know I was just talking about this guy over here to my to my left <laughs> or your right my left yeah. um. <laughs> Everybody uh, in the chat, what's up, Andy? What's up, Anthony? Uh, what's up, Joe? Let's see, Anita. What apps do you usually use best to interview podcast guests? So I'm gonna. I, I mean, I'm using Streamyard right now. I absolutely love it. I don't even really want to go back to Skype or um, really Skype is how I did most of my interviews. So I 
this this works just fine and it isn't i mean it's free if you want to use it for free and they record now so you don't have to like strip it from facebook or strip it from youtube or anything like that after the fact what, what about what about you dave yeah, StreamYard's good. Um, they're all listenable. That's the point. We're looking for listenable. And so uh, I'm a big fan of Squadcast. If you want to get, like, if you want to go to the next level, where mm -hmm. I'll give an example. I interviewed somebody uh, last week and we just had a popping P problem. And I, I had them adjust their mic a couple times, but for whatever reason, it just popping P's were going crazy. Well, if, if that's something where both of us are on the same track, you can go in and take out a bunch of the bass and that'll help with that. But because I had separate tracks, I could run their track just through a thing that got rid of all the popping piece. So Squadcast is a big one, but I've used Zoom. What I usually do is whatever I'm using, whether it's StreamYard or whatever, I always have something else recording it, whether it's my a, a Zoom recorder, uh, my Roadcaster, my, you know, I have a bunch of different recorders. That way, in the event you get done and it never fails, the more important the guest the better the chance that uh, something went wrong with the technology. And so I always have two things going minimum because uh, I've done the call of shame twice where you call them. I'm like, that was such a great interview. Is there any chance we could do that again? Because I don't know, I hit stop and everything froze and I, I just, I got nothing. So that's the second time I did that. I'm like, I'm always going to have two things recording. And ever since I've done that, I've never had to do the, the call of shame. Yeah, I uh I don't know that I I might oh yeah, you know what? There was one there was one time where my Skype kept like my computer my my Mac like kept locking up. Turns out it was Logitech that was the the culprit. The Logitech nice. software back in like 2015, I think it was. Uh kept locking up my computer and it took a while and it, like you couldn't just on you know, you couldn't just uninstall it. I had to like really dig deep to find what was running still running in the background even though i uninstalled all the software and used the you know clean my mac uh app and all that um you know we we, we were talking about i'm glad i'm glad you asked this anita though because i was we were talking about this before the show because i asked you dave if you yeah. had used uh stream before and you're like yeah i i, I love it yeah um and and I, I do too, especially now that it records. I don't know. I haven't downloaded the audio though from any of the shows, only the video. Does it give you separate tracks? Do you know I don't you? know. I would doubt that it. would be the one thing that like, you know what? I should have now that I'm thinking about it, like that's one thing I would have liked to see in the um, you know, because they, they put out a feedback and was like, Hey, what can we do to make this better? And like I was like, Well, you guys add recording, and that was like the number one thing on my list. But I will say this like if anybody from StreamYard is listening, uh, and I know Ross Brand is good friends with these guys uh and girls. So I would uh I would suggest, you know, individual track recording if you download the audio, if it doesn't already have that. And I'm guessing it probably doesn't. I don't know. But the other thing is is to be able to star the chat. So like I mean like I put ask people like putting questions right into the chat and now I have to go through and like reread like I can't just like like put a star or something on it so I can come back to it uh, or put it into like a question bin uh, that kind of thing so that those are the things I would suggest is there anything that you while we're on the while we're on the suggestion train Dave is there anything you'd like to see in Streamyard um the ability yeah to the ability to like you can do the thing, Joe, now where you make you big and you make me small. I would love to be able to do that and swap it and go. Oh, great. yeah. And like make Dave big and make everybody else small. 
Um, cause you can make me big. There's a way you can go down and like solo Dave, I think at the, but you have to do it to me at the bottom. Yeah, you could do that. Hi. Um, okay. That's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's, I just, that's the only thing I got ever think of is, 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 um, if there would be a way to go, you know, make this person big, make everybody else small kind of thing. Other than that, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. The big thing that for me that I love about it is it works. Like when I, when Squadcast was first starting, they go, what do you think we need to do? I go, here's how you win this game. I said, cause there's, there's Zencast or there's all these other ones. I go, it just needs to work. I go, we don't really care about features. We want to record the interview. We want it to be easy and we want it to work. And so that's really the, um, when you start adding things like separate tracks and things like that, it goes back to like, why did we make this software? We want it to be easy. And who's it for the podcaster that's maybe not super techie, but they want to be able to stream to all these different places. So when you start adding things like separate tracks and you know, the, the more features you add now we're getting away from, we want it to be super easy. So that's the, that's the challenge of any software. So um, yeah, it's yeah. fun. Well, I, I mean, considering they, they only keep recordings for seven days, I, I don't yeah. see where it would be a problem for them to have like download the audio download the advanced audio or something like that, you know, download separate tracks. And it's like, well, you don't have to click that. Like you, you still have the audio where you just download the audio, download the video, that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, that I, I yeah, I mean, it's the same with the, you know, like look at the iPhone, right? Like it can, it's only going to ever get so complicated. So that kind of limits them in what they can uh, accomplish. Yeah. Um, as far as like customization and that kind of stuff. Um, so Joe Foley, what's up, Joe asked, uh, how do you feel about pre-interview calls? Do you want to take this one first? Yeah, I've only done one that I can think of. And that was when I interviewed Jordan Harbinger and, and we got on Skype and all this stuff. I started asking him questions. So he's like, Hey, just well, hold on for a second. This is just a pre-interview. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So, um, I think if I don't know the person and that's where it's either, a, I do what I do now, which is I reserve the right not to publish our interview or B, a pre-interview. So I think for me, that boils down to how much free time do I have? And if I don't have free time, I don't have time for a pre-interview. But on the other hand, one could say, yeah, but you're going to spend an hour interviewing somebody and then not use it. So maybe a 15-minute pre-interview. The, the thing I found, I take that back. There, there was two. I, I was pre-interviewed for somebody else's show. Um, pre-interviews are always supposed to be like, oh, just a quick 10-minute phone call. They never are. They, they always turn into a big gab because we're podcasters. That's what we do. We like to talk. I don't know. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I uh, I think I've done a couple of pre-interviews and they were um, outside of maybe the first one when I realized I'm like, I, I don't like this. And the reason I don't like this is because it ends up being um, like, I don't want to hear your story twice. Right. Like yeah. I like I'm like I'm like it's cool. I want to learn about you. And and that's the way like the Dreamers podcast was structured. So I'm interviewing you about like you and your, you know, how you got to where you are and all that stuff. So if I had to like ask you in a pre-interview, like we start going down that rabbit hole, like you know, one question leads to another that like, goes like poop, like into this deep like thing. It's like, wow, well, I guess I I should have been recording and while I'm at it, I don't really want to have to sit through that again because then my mind starts to wander and and I'm not as a, I'm not as effective in like yeah. analyzing what they're saying and stuff like that. Now, if you like, I'd be curious to get like Eric Hunley's input on that because he does like eight hours of like oh. research on people before he has yeah. you know before he interviews them, which I think is awesome because I think that's just the, it, it lends itself to the type of show that you're doing right like yeah. if i'm having dave jackson on to talk about 
uh, a specific topic, right? Then I'm okay with a pre-interview because I'm not. We're not going to talk about that topic in the pre-interview. We're going to get to know each other and see, you know, and see if there's anything we vibe off of and that kind of stuff. But if if you're, you know, because when we get to the actual interview, I'm ta- we're talking about the topic. We're not talking about like where you're from, when you got, like how you got there, like how long you've been in the industry, like that kind of stuff. Uh, for in depth in for length so yeah me i i yeah people have tried to get me on the pre-interview thing and i'm like no nah, I'm, I'm good i'm either gonna have you on the show or i'm not like it yeah, just for, is the way it is for me the purpose i think of a pre-interview is again just going back to okay prove to me you're going to bring value to my audience like mm-hmm. prove to me you're a good fit because i've had people you know approach me to be on my show and like one guy was like a speaker coach and i'm like okay speakers have to have good content, but they didn't really connect the dots. He just gave me a thing and, you know, he walked to school uphill both ways and he cured cancer. And I'm like, okay, I get that. He's a great guy, but like, how does that pertain to like, can you connect the dots to my audience? Here's my audience. Cause that's the thing. If, if you don't, that means you don't know who my audience is. And you know, that's, that's the other thing I love. My favorite is when I get the old, um, hello, I listen to your podcast and I love it. So first things first, how about Dave? I say it at the beginning of every show that you might want to figure out who I am. And B, when you when they say I love your show, I always want to go which one. So right there, I've I've proven or you've proven that you you don't listen to my show, and yet you're telling me you're a perfect fit. And I'm like, mm, not really sure about that. And that's where, um, yeah, that that that's I get that email a lot. I now the the other. Do you get these Joe where people want you to link to their website? Oh, I get that. I get like two a day. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. We saw, oh, what the, oh, here's the best one. So I was on a show, I was on somebody else's show and they wrote to me as if it was my show saying that, oh, well, you mentioned these two services on in your blog post. Can you add ours? Cause I think it was, um, yeah. it was like, it was like, I think it was a talk. We've, we've talked about like how to get music or whatever. And I think I said like audio jungle and like, this other service or, or something to that effect, some kind of, right. Oh no, it was Upwork and, and fiber for like graphic design work. So yeah. I thought it was really interesting that they found, you know, posts that mentioned these other services and then, you know, tried to be like, Hey, look, can you add ours to, to that list? Well, first off, you didn't offer me like, Hey, try our service for like 30 days or yeah. 14 days. So I can actually try to recommend it. Number one, number two, it ain't my blog. So yeah. you, 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 you missed the target there, right? Like yeah. technically, because I'm the one that was recommending it in the, um, in the episode and in the, uh, transcript of the episode. So, I, I mean, I could see where it could kind of, you, you might get confused, I guess, but I don't know. Interesting tactic. Just not missed yeah 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 they admit you missed the target yeah um let me see what are, we have uh we'll see i, I wish man, i really wish i could start these questions uh, uh I, so anise says i want to ask the next question but then it sounds like i'm interrogating you guys oh, oh you can no uh do, so i'll stop do, asking do you the one from dave about phone calls dave okay speaking of phone calls is there a definitive app or software that helps you take that helps take live calls and puts calls is in a queue so yeah. that oh like puts the calls in a queue yeah. so that you know uh, they're there or they're on hold you, you can you can take this one uh, when I was growing up Phil Donahue was the king this is before Oprah. And he was always, is the caller there? You know? And so when I started Ask the Podcast Coach, I wanted to have call-ins. I wanted to be like the radio. 
And I have gone and, and in the chat room, they mentioned ColinStudio.com is the only thing I know of. But here's the thing. It can now it's cheaper than Blog Talk Radio. Yes, Blog Talk Radio is still around. Um, but uh, the thing is, we have like Joe has now, we have a chat room and then we have the phone call. And so to do that, you have to have a little more technology going on to be able to pull the phone call in so that especially if it was me and Joe, it gets tricky because they might hear me because I'm connected to the phone, but Joe's not. And so it, it, I really I ended up buying this Uber mixer and to make a long story short, nobody called in because it's so much easier to just type in the chat room. And so, yeah, it's I, I on Saturday morning, I do a show called Ask the Podcast Coach um, and I have a chat room. And then I also set up a link where people can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join and join just like I'm here with Joe. And nobody joins either because, A, it's 1030 in the morning on a Saturday and I don't want to have to take a shower. And then it's so much easier just to put in the chat. So, um, you know, you can try it. I'm just letting you know, it adds a, a definite layer of technology to your thing. If you're doing a solo show, it wouldn't be that bad, but I just, uh, for me, it's, it's, I think it's $6 a month for the line and then six cents a minute per caller. And it just, uh, it just was a lot of, and then it's a matter of, yeah, it just, you can try it. I'm just here to say that when I did it, I've tried it twice because again, in my head, I really want to be like radio and say, is the color there? And, and the other thing is um, you do it then that is a skill because like Joe has the ability right now to pick the question. So now I go, all right, next up. First of all, I can't see who it is. So I'm like, next up ending in five, six, nine, four, you're on with Dave and Jim. What's your question? You hear somebody go, ah, Bobby, Bully, Bully, Bobby, Bully. Okay, next. So, or, you have somebody call in. They're like, yeah, um, I think the best microphone is the ATR 2100. And you're like, great. Thanks for the call. And they're like, because the 2100 is the best microphone. And they just keep saying the same thing over. So you have to be, and it's really hard to do this. You have to have the skill of being able to go, okay, thank you for the call. Boom. And sending them away. And that's, that's very hard to do because again, you're the goalie and this guy or this woman, whoever's on the phone that keeps repeating themselves, they have one point, but they don't want to get off the phone. Cause look at me, I'm on the radio and you got to be able to go. Thank you for the call next. You know, it's just, that's, that's you're out of here. Sorry. <laughs> well, so I, uh, so, okay. So a couple things with that, right? T radio actually has a producer that answers the phone before you yeah. get to the, there, yeah. right? And and decides if they if it, you're good enough to you know pass the filter, yeah. um, the bare minimum. So there's that. And if you you know if you don't have that, then that that's not great. Now one of the shows uh, that I you know grew up pot you know in my podcasting mm -hmm. listening time uh, was WDW Today, and they would do a monthly live show where not only was it live, you could actually call in. Now I'm not sure what they use because this goes back to like 2006, seven, eight, nine, ten, like you know, a long time ago at this point. Um, and so I'm not sure what they use. I think, I don't know if they had a cue or not. Does the, Oh, here's a question. Does, um, uh, Glenn, the geek, he uses call in studio. studio. Okay. Yeah. Cause you could use something like Google voice. I was thinking that you have but a Google problem, voice typed in to like a you know off like another laptop into the mixer yeah and and then be able to do that and then it's, at least it's one line it's I mean, one line but that's the problem then you're talking to somebody you're answering their question and somebody else calls in but here's the thing again you could start if you don't want to spend anything you could start off with Google Voice to see is anybody going to call in and then if it becomes a problem that like oh got another call sorry got to go then you go mm, maybe we need a cue. 
but yeah, Glenn actually has a producer. Glenn has his wife. She actually answers the phone, puts, and you can put a little message like Dave wants to talk about, you know, horse cleaning or something or whatever Glenn's talking about. So uh, yeah, that's, that's the bonus. But if you're doing it all and you are the engineer and the producer and the host, yeah, that's a little crazy. It, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Cause it's all happening in live in real time, just like this is, but we have the filter of my mouse. I can just wave that's the magic it. mouse and, <laughs> and it doesn't have to, you know, it doesn't have to get through. So Anita asks, if we interview someone for the first time for our podcast, it won't be too pushy or considered arrogant to have pre-interview because uh, we can't guarantee how many listeners he, she can get question mark. We interview. Did I miss the question there? It won't be too pushy or arrogant. So in other words, they're kind of like, hey, can we do a pre-interview? To make sure that they're a good fit so that they are going to get listened to when we have them on our show. Yeah, I I don't think that's too pushy because it just, again, for me, it sends a message that like, this isn't just two dudes in the basement talking about you know hey, let's talk about whatever dude <laughs> yeah so now it's look i do take this seriously i do expect you to have something besides your laptop microphone and i want to make sure and if anybody ever pushes back on that I'd go i just want to make you sound as good as i can m- make it and by doing a quick little honest it's only 10 minutes um but the other thing is if some people like when you schedule to be on my show i have a questionnaire they're like, why, why are you coming on the show? What, what should we talk about? What, what do you think? You know, so I've kind of done my pre-interview when they schedule it. Um, so that's another thing you can do too. And then if you need a pre-interview to go, Hey, you know, and, and what I'll do in some cases, I kind of know, again, I asked them to be on my show. In most cases, the people that are actually interviewed on my show, I brought them on because I was like, wow, that's good stuff. You got to come on my show. So I usually know if it's somebody that I, I don't I almost don't do that anymore. If if somebody asks to be on my show, you've you've really got to connect the dots or or you know, I'm and again that makes me sound kind of rude and this and that. It's like, no, I just I really protect my audience and I don't have enough time to edit an interview that's crap. So, you know. Yeah, so it it is your time, right? Like yeah. that's that I think that's the other the other side of it. It's it's not just about your time to interview the person or to do any kind of research or read 16 PDF documents about how great they are and it's it's very oh, generic but I mean it's specific to what they're into but they're just like, you know, like shotgun blasting it to you, yeah. uh, to well, like, I, yeah, so one of this will work. You'll, 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 you will connect with one of these PDF yeah. documents. I guarantee it. Well, I always love when I see in a Facebook group, it's like, Hey, uh, it's Tuesday. My guest canceled. Anybody want to be a guest? And I'm like, that's the criteria. Anybody got a heartbeat? I need somebody <sighs> to talk to. And I'm like, wow. And here's the thing. It, it doesn't, so many people think you have to do an interview show or a solo show. You can do both. You know, when you do an interview show, my favorite line was from Natalie Ekdahl from BizCheck. She goes, when you do an interview show, you grow your network. When you do a solo show, you grow your influence. And so, so many people think it has to be one or the other. And it can be both. I do both. I mean, I'm doing an interview. No, I'm doing a solo show this week. The week after that, I'm having Heather Osgood, who I met at She Podcast. and was like, wow, that's really good stuff. You got to come on my show. So I kind of mix it up uh, both. So keep that in mind. So before we get to any other questions, you can ask your questions uh, in the chat. I got to run through a couple of, of, of things here. Uh, Dave, if you don't mind. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. So we uh, we are looking for for sponsors, not only for this show, but uh, for you know Indie PodCon as a whole. Uh, we have the media kit; it just came out like a week or two ago, or something like that. Uh, if you go to IndiePodCon.com/partners, we're running specials on all the packages that are in there in that media kit. Uh, so you can just reach out. My email address is in there. It's Joe at SuperJoePardo.com. You can reach out, and uh, we'll get you set. You know, get you set up with a package that that it, you know means something uh, to your company and and to <laughs> what you're trying to promote. What, what is? <laughs> it's it's the special Joe Pardo add music <laughs> oh i love that okay so uh we're also doing you can keep the music rolling uh you, we're also uh we would love for you to join our weight loss game it's four weeks it's just ten dollars and if you do if you complete it you win money uh right now i think we have let me just see i think we have four people on four but i think there's like five or six total that um are supposed to be in the weigh-in is going on like right now so we have between now and monday to get our weigh-ins picture in and then uh like uh, pictures uh and go and uh get this started like i i'm in it uh and i i really i want to lose weight i want to be able to help motivate other people to do it so go to indiepodcon.com slash loser that's indiepodcon.com slash loser uh to sign up it's only ten dollars let's make a difference uh if you don't know the mapcon 5 vlog is out you can go to indiepodcon.com slash vlog to go check that out did you get a chance to watch that yet dave i have not oh it it was epic it was epic and it's and it's like a third of the length of the previous year last year's was like way it was just way too long it was like an hour and 25 minutes or something this is like 30 minutes uh so yeah i wanted to keep it you know really story driven and really uh all all together um it's funny we've been talking about guests because if you want to be a guest uh guest host on this show you can go to indiepodcon.com slash guest you need to be a podcaster in the podcasting space uh something to that effect um there's only a couple of spots available between now and i think um it ends at the end of may right now and once i get a little closer we'll open up some more through the summer uh but we've been having a lot of fun and uh, like today's a saturday episode because I, you know, I didn't want to wait until until the end of May to get to get to have Dave, the Dave Jackson, on here. Uh, you know, on the Indie Pod podcast. Anyway, let's get back to some questions here. Uh, so Dave says weight loss. Yes, uh, podcasting and weight loss. I mean, Dave, you can speak to podcasting and weight loss if you've done the Better Dave podcast. Yeah, I, I do a show called the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, and it's funny because I started it thinking that if I announced my weight every week, it would hold me accountable. And it did. And I lost about 20 pounds. And then, it, and then it turns out they were right over there. And I found them again. <laughs> and then I lost them. And then I found them. And I lost. So right now, I actually set a record this year. I've never been above 225. And I was up to 228. And I went, all right, that's enough. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I've uh, dusted off. I took all the clothes off the exercise bike and been really focusing on the The thing about your... Your challenge is it's like six percent in four weeks. Four percent, four percent. Like I just in remember, my I, case, I think it's like eight pounds in four or eight pounds. I'm let me I'm breaking out a calculator here. Yeah, I just know. I looked at mine and I know what I lose a week, and I was like, mm, that's going to be close. But uh, it is. It's fun. I've done those before diet bets because <sighs> it's try like a try like eleven pounds. <laughs> yeah, Holy it's, crap. it's it's tough. <laughs> it's one of those things where, and that's why it's only four weeks because you have to really focus you have to it's not something where you can kind of mail it in if you're going to hit that goal you've really got to do it and that's where 
uh it's it's tough but uh yeah indiepod.com slash loser yeah slash loser because we we all want to be losers together uh so yes you so dave says i'm 291 there's prizes yes so you're betting uh that you're going to to lose four percent of your your body weight so you have four weeks to lose in my case i'm like um somewhere between 270 and 280 so it's gonna be like 11 pounds uh i gotta i gotta drop so so say there's three people in it uh, and Joe hits his goal. We all put in 20 bucks. So there's 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20. So there's 60 bucks in the pot. I don't hit my goal. Neither does the other person. That means $40 of the people that didn't hit their goal goes to the people that did. So if Joe's yes. the only winner, he takes all the money. Yes. And here's the, th- here's one thing that I think that that kind of stuck with me was if you go into FAQ for dietbet.com, which is what we're using, uh, they, it says if everybody meets their goal, everybody wins. Yeah. They they will they will forfeit their cut um so that everybody wins and I think that's to me I think that 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 I don't know, it means a lot to me to see that that like hey we care enough about the customer experience the mark you know to me it's chalking it up to marketing expense and and you know doing a good thing for people to feel everyone felt motivated enough to make it happen like yeah you know I think that's uh I think that's really really important um. I didn't. Oh, I guess I, Kyle Bondo. Yeah. So we have, uh, so that's what, that's what we're, we're doing. Um, Kyle, what's up, Kyle? He was just, uh, just a guest on Wednesday. Here Merchants on of dirt. I love. Yeah. Kyle oh, that's Bondo. right. I'm supposed to ask you. I have a b- real big in red. Ask you to do the binky and whiz voice. <laughs> I forgot. I was in my notes. I, I hadn't opened it up. Binky is this guy. It's just talks like this. <laughs> I can't believe it, man. And then the Wiz is kind of a, he's a ripoff of the guy that goes, oh, it's so. Uh, what was the guy on uh, Bugs Bunny? It's so infuriating. Oh, the little Martian dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvin. Marvin the Martian? Marv, yeah, except. except uh, 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 uh. So if you take Marvin the Martin Martian and make him stutter, you end up with the, the, the Wiz. So, and add an ever so slight Southern accent on occasion. So, yes, but and and Binky is just a really exaggerated version of David Lee Roth because I remember uh, when I was growing up, uh, one of our stations is a 100.7. There's always like, wow, Cleveland is screaming, man. I can tell you true because this is Diamond David Lee Roth. So, if you take that and just completely blow out your voice, <laughs> now it's like this, man. And it's like, whoa, it just I can't do that because it hurts my voice, <laughs> but it's fun. I did an episode, I think it was 400. Where I had binking the whiz and in Miss Fatima, if I remember right, who all all she ever says is Binky, you're so crazy. My neighbors love me. Um, <laughs> I bet. Yeah, and so um, I had to write out a script and then record each person's saying this, and then pieces parted together and something like that. But uh, anyway, but Kyle Bondo from Gaggle Pod. Yeah. So. <laughs> Hey, so Kyle says, ever tried the strategy of sending your guest a loaner USB microphone with a postage paid return box? I think Mr. Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv has done that. If I was going to do it, I would do an ATR2100 because they have a lifetime warranty uh, where the Samsung Q2U does not. And I would put instruction that says, please do not ship with the cable plugged into the back of it. Um, I know some people will ship like a cheap $15 headset because that's what you're trying to do is get anything better than the laptop microphone, you know? So that's where it's, it's kind of tricky. I have had some people will, if they have somebody goes, I don't have a microphone and on Skype, 
you can like somebody goes, I don't know anything about audio. Most people can download an app. And so what you can do is set up a second Skype account. So let's say you you create a just a generic, you know, Gmail account. You set up Skype with this and you have the login name and password. And you tell that person, are you on Wi-Fi? And they're like, yes. Okay, download this app called Skype. Most people can figure that out. And then put this in as the login name and the password. And then when you call them, they're answering. It's not over the phone. They're using Wi-Fi via Skype. And the microphone in the phone is better than the microphone in the laptop. And that way, you know, it's better than nothing. And you can actually get, I've, I've done that. And it's actually pretty decent audio. It's definitely better than the laptop. And then when you're done, you just say, okay, now delete the app because otherwise you're going to end up with somebody with your login name and password for this fake Skype account thing. So that's another way uh, around somebody who goes, I, I don't know technology. It's something I turned into Vini Barbarino. What? Where? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I haven't sent a microphone to, to anybody um, I, I, you know, with the added expense of shipping the microphone back and forth and like, uh, yeah, it should be, it should be as easy as plugging it in, but even on a Mac, it won't necessarily default to, uh, that microphone that you just plugged in. And with that said, like the, if they have a MacBook pro then, and they don't have a dongle, well, then that's not going to do you any good either. Oh. Like there's just a lot of hurdles. I, I really would just prefer them to like, like you said, pull up the Skype app. Um, either having their own account if they don't have their own account then you have an account um you know that you have set up so it's just one less hurdle you know take away the excuses take away the hurdles um uh, yeah i I, f I feel like if you if you're trying to be on a bunch of podcasts like invest the invest the 50 60 bucks yeah like, Invest the invest the hour to make sure that you know how to like get on the app, right? Uh, or use or use like a Streamyard or something where it's we website based. Zoom, uh, maybe maybe Zoom, but even then that doesn't you know at least the Zoom like the Zoom app, right? You can just right. send them the link, and then they can jump in. Then that's one less hurdle. Like they're just clicking on a link and like typing in their name, and you know because what you know even the username and password. Oh, it doesn't work. What do yeah. you mean? Like, what do you mean? It's, a, yeah. it's is your caps. This lock is a, yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, you know, I can't help. I, I remember one time, I, uh, you know, working back at the, at the parts, uh, my family's parts company, you know, one guy was like, yeah, that username and password doesn't work. I'm like, there is like 30, 40 other people logged in right now, all do, conducting business with that same username and password for the VPN. It works. I can't help you type it. In. Like I can't yeah. jump through Reach the phone through the from computer. Florida <laughs> to Pennsylvania right now to help you help me so I can get back to my vacation because you don't know how to type in a password properly. So he ended up calling somebody else and then magically the password worked. Like, of course. yeah. So yeah, I, you know, there's what will go wrong or can go wrong, will go wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's always going to be another hurdle. Uh, Anita, I hope you have a happy weekend uh, as well. Michael, uh, you asked, uh, good morning from San Francisco. What kind of headphones are you using? Dave had the look because he probably, like me, has a drawer full of headphones. Yeah. Audio Technica ATHM 30s. So, the, which I think are 60, 70 bucks, something like that. Yeah, I had to look at the exact models of mine. Um, would you recommend them? 
Yeah. For me, anything that has over the ear and for me, I like these cause they're comfy. And the thing I like, and I think this isn't really an aid, you know, it's not an audio technica thing. If the little pad thingies wear out and they do eventually cause you sweat and stuff, uh, you can just buy new pads and put them on here. So, and what you want to avoid are things like beats. Beats are great for music cause they make that bass just pump. But the problem is you're then going to turn down the bass because you're like wow this guy sounds really bassy so you turn the bass down and then when you listen to it on a normal speaker the guy sounds really thin because you've taken all the bass out so you want something that's uh the the, the geeky phrase is a flat response meaning it doesn't add any bass or trouble what you hear is what's going to come out of speakers so yep yep and uh the ones i'm using are the dt 990 pro 250 ohm uh, which are they're open back, so you see, like it, it's it's not like uh, oh, there's nice. no like hard plastic on there, so I can hear what's going on around me, which is good when you have you know Children, two kids. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, two other people in that or three other people in the house, and you want to make sure that if you know somebody is in trouble that you can throw them off hear them and throw them off and go um, and I, the only thing is you need to have uh, a good like a good DAC, uh, you know, a good, good amplification for them. Yeah. Uh, cause they're very quiet. Like if I plug these into, well, you can't even plug them into an iPhone anymore, but if right. you plug them into an iPhone or you plug them into, you know, some other just normal, like 2.5 millimeter or 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, um, the odds are you're gonna be like, wow, they sound really low and not good at all. Um, and they're pretty, pretty inexpensive. I would say the only problem with these is, is, uh, they don't have like a removable, uh cable. Like for, or cable yeah that's that's the only downside um but they're inexpensive enough that like you know i've had them for quite a few years already and you know i'll I'll continue to have them until they no longer work and i'll probably end up getting another pair because they're super comfortable like you see like the they're very plush uh over the ear they sit like well over the ear and you, you know assuming that it's not summertime and it's 100 degrees in your room where they feel like earmuffs uh <laughs> they're pretty pretty comfortable the other ones i would recommend are the sure i think it's the se uh 315s i'm i have them right nine six five hike the other thing i love is this little gizmo i got it on amazon and what it does is it it basically spring-loaded i put this on so when my headphones are not on my head they're hanging on my desk and i got it's it's not the most well-made thing it's plastic but i'm not like you know it it clamps to my desk and it holds headphones so it doesn't need to be super durable but yes. it, and then it also swivels so for oh, some like reason that. yeah so it's, it's one of the things because i was constantly it does have a little thing on the side that it doesn't really work because it's supposed to put your headphone cable in that, but it's too small for your typical headphone cable. But uh, what I usually do is wrap the cable around this because I'm, I don't know about you, I'm constantly running over the <laughs> headphone cable and then you go to get up and it rips off your head or something like that. That's <laughs> the choice this, of podcasting. Yeah, that's it. What, what uh, did you find the model? Yeah, yes, I did. Thank you for, for the save. I actually have uh, two, I have two metal ones. Oh, oh wow! Of the of that where it like it clamps into the uh, onto the desk using like a screwdriver, nice. uh, and so they're metal. And then I have two rubberized ones. Um, you can actually see one right there where my right where my finger is, uh, where it it uses like 3M tape to stick up under the oh, desk. Oh, nice. Uh, which is it's very convenient for if it's and it actually has two. There's like a hook on both sides, so you can have 
like I have like four hooks. But the problem is once you have little kids, they just they just want to crack the paddle. Yeah. Uh, so the other headphones, like so, I would use these during the winter time, and during the summertime, I would use the SE two fifteens in ears from oh, Shure, nice. yeah. like a hundred bucks. They're very you know very durable, very comfortable. Uh, I've worn them for, I've had them for, I don't know, six, these probably for like four or five, six years, something yeah. like that. So they're, uh, they're, they're great headphones all around. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what I would recommend. Uh, or, uh, if, if you're on a budget, if you're really, really, really on a budget, mono price, uh, makes headphones for like 20 bucks. That sound incredible. Uh, uh, yeah. So that I would check out those. Um, they're like I said for twenty bucks. There's probably some of the best twenty dollar headphones yeah. I've ever had. They're over the ear, uh, pretty comfortable. I got them because at one point I had like a VR headset and like yeah, I wanted cheap headphones that we could put on like to use with the VR headset. Right. And everything else gets all nasty and gross. So I'm like, let's just get cheap headphones for the, yeah. <laughs> to go over this. That still sound good. It's a case where you can go to something like a guitar center. I know uh, mm. at least my local guitar center has a ton of headphones and uh, and microphones to play with. I wish they had more dynamic microphones. The, a lot of their stuff is all condenser stuff, which in some cases uh, can pick up a little more room noise and things like that. But they do have a ton of headphones uh, to uh, to play with. So these are the the mono price ones. How nice. Um, yeah, they're very comfortable. They even uh, have a removable um, headphone jack. So you can remove the cable. Uh, they swivel, like I said, for 20 bucks. I mean, it's not the super, like you can tell, like the band, not the most comfortable, but it's not the most, it's not the worst either. Um, and they they work. But uh, yeah, so we're going to we're going to wrap things up here. Oh, wow. Wait, did we just get like a bunch of questions? We oh, I feel bad now. Questions. Do you have do you have more time, Dave? Um, not really. I have got really. a show okay. at ten thirty. I have to take a shower <laughs> and oh. eat some breakfast. Because <laughs> people that got that smell of vision, they don't they don't need That's to be it. smelling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is the show you don't get a shower for. We, we can rapid fire them if you want. All right. Yes. Real quick. So uh, Raphael says Zencaster, TriCaster, or Skype best for audio. Like Easy. Zencaster a lot. Yeah, we, uh, we answered this one earlier. My favorite, uh, Squadcast. Squadcast, yeah. I've used that as well. I mean, I haven't personally, I've been on other shows that use it. Yeah. I think it's it's definitely, if you don't want to necessarily stream out video and, and do all the video yeah. things, like I would I would definitely check out Squadcast. What is your favorite website plugin that you use? Mo Monster Insights. It ties into your Google Analytics and it's free. They do have a paid version or uh, social warfare is a great tool for sharing, making it easy to share your stuff. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That those. Uh, I, I I've only heard of the monster. I hadn't heard of the other one. Yeah. Um. I would say I'm looking at my list here. Uh. I mean, it's going to be a toss up between Yoast SEO and uh, PowerPress. Yeah. I think about it. I. You know what? I I retract my answer. Pretty links. I use that all the time. Yep. That's that's if the house is on fire, I'm grabbing pretty link on my way out the door. 
social social warfare um yeah a pretty links is 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 so yeah. convenient to be yeah. able to use i mean it's how we got the indiepodcon.com slash loser. Uh, loser. Yeah, I, I, as soon as i when you put that up i was like oh heck what am i thinking of it's pretty links so it's pretty links yeah and indiepodcon.com slash group if you haven't joined our facebook group if you're not watching this right now in the facebook group go to indiepodcon.com slash group uh i'm just gonna do all the wrap-ups here if you want to be a sponsor of this uh this show or if you want to sponsor indie podcon as a whole uh go to indiepodcon.com slash partners uh we have a meetup philly podcaster meetup november 17th noon to 3 p.m matthew passy is speaking uh and we have i have a couple other cool things i think we're going to try to um kind of beta test there while we're at the meetup uh that should be a lot of fun uh indiepodcon.com slash meetup it go it's free the spots are limited so please go rsvp we're, we're trying to make sure we have enough stuff for everybody if you haven't checked out the mapcon 5 vlog indiepodcon.com slash vlog uh the blah 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 indiepodcon itself september 24th to 26th go get your ticket right now save 10 percent off your ticket with ipp as the discount code go to indiepodcon.com slash register dave plug your stuff man tell people <laughs> where they can get you from yeah, you can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. If if you have more questions, I will be back on uh, at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. It's at 1030. For one, for whatever reason on the screen, the threes are not showing up. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> it's very weird. I typed that twice. So yeah, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live every Saturday, 1030 Eastern time. Uh, it's myself and Jim Cullison. And for all my shows, check me out at powerofpodcasting.com because I've got a bunch. You, like 30 was it like you've had like 30 i've had over shows? 30 shows i think right yeah. now i have seven going i think which is why i don't sleep or eat <laughs> i do shower on occasion though so uh yes it is pod con not pod com anyway everybody i hope you have an amazing weekend ahead a great saturday uh dave enjoy your show i will be going i gotta go film a uh a promotional video for a photographer nice. uh so yeah so it will be a lot of fun and we get to meet santa claus because santa claus is in the house what more can you ask i mean for? I, santa claus was in this house over here right 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 to my <laughs> left um santa claus of podcasting that is anyway uh yeah uh next week my guest on this show will be uh i should have had this up uh is uh T dr tyson franklin all the way from australia looking forward to having dr t in the house thank you very much kyle i appreciate it everybody take care <laughs>